Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here are numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world. Think about it. Yeah. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing the show. Yeah, yeah we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? This is Coach Liebs and welcome to episode 44 of Coach Talk and this is a big one. Uh, First playoff game, this is technically the second round of the playoffs. Uh, For us, after earning a first round bye, this is is our first first game of the tournament. Uh, We're playing Del Barton at 7 p.m. at home. Expecting a lot of rain, like I talked about yesterday, a lot of bad weather, and it's just something that that we got to block out, we got to fight through. Um, and all day, I was kind of reflecting on you know the season, how far we've come, kind of what we've built here at Bosco. You know, we went two and eight last year. Uh, now this year we're five and four. We earned a first round by like a, a big time jump as far as the program. And I just started thinking about my own guys and the receivers and kind of how it all worked and how we were able to have our success. And I think a, a big part of that. It's something I learned very, very early in my coaching career. I heard Tom Coughlin say this in a, in a press conference when he first took took over the uh, the Giants coaching job uh, back in the day. This was probably before I was even coaching, to be honest. This is while I was still playing, but it always stuck with me. And he said, as a coach, you have to be very careful of the way you enter a new situation and the way you, you portray yourself as a disciplinarian. You can come into a new situation and start off as a 10 as a disciplinarian and be the mo- be, be really, really on top of guys about being on time, doing things the right way, and just be an extreme disciplinarian. And then once they start to get it, you can then back off to a six or a seven, you know, once you feel like the tone is set. But what you can't do is start off as a five and then realize that you're not, you're not enforcing enough discipline and then try and notch it up to an eight. People won't respond well to that. And if you remember with Coughlin, he was, he was, you know, known for pissing off Michael Strahan and a lot of the veterans because, you know, if a meeting started at 10, he expected everyone to be there at 9.55. And if you weren't there five minutes early, you were considered late. And there are these veterans making millions of dollars like, oh, what is this? This is BS. But eventually that culture set in and people bought into it. And he started off as a 10. And, you know, even like at the end of his career, they talk about how they didn't feel like he was hard enough on Odell Beckham Jr. and kind of let him run around. But I think that was part of the fact that he had become comfortable with the team. They had won two Super Bowls. Uh, they had bought into the culture. Obviously, it was proven. Um, and he kind of backed off as he felt like, you know, the culture was set. I think that's very important because that, that's something that I learned from him. I learned from Anthony Campanelli, who is sure as hell a 10 of a disciplinarian. He's the, the defensive coordinator at Boston College. I worked for him at Rutgers. Um, I think it's important to come in as a coach and, and set the tone early and enforce discipline and be really hard on the guys and then once you feel like they're starting to get it you can back off um and that certainly happened with us in the receiver room um you know i came in crazy talking to the kids crazy uh, you know on top of them about everything making them you know punishing them every day after practice yelling at them all the time 
Um, but then I, you know, I, I did my best to put my arm around them and love them afterwards. But when it was go time, it was practice, it was time to compete. I was all over them. Um, and now if you were to watch me at practice today, I'm, I'm a different person. I'm not, I don't have to go as crazy because they know the expectations. Um, and, and they, they have, they have a little bit of the fear gotten them because they've seen me blow up and go off and make their, make their day miserable. And they don't want to see that, but also it's, it's become love. It's become mutual respect for each other where they've seen the results of, of me enforcing discipline, them buying into that. They've seen, seen what happens when they do things the right way. We play much better. We, we make, we make way more plays. Um, so I think it's something that that I, I feel like I did a good job of. Came in, started off as a ten as a disciplinarian. You know, now I'm probably at like a seven or eight. But they know at any point I can snap right back up, and that's kind of expected. And I think that mindset plays a huge role in games like today. Playoff game, your life is on the line. One mistake could cost you the season. And I think these guys know what to expect. They they understand you know how to compete because I've been drilling in their head for three months. They understand the energy level that's expected. They understand the focus that's expected. And they know that anything less than their best in those areas is unacceptable and will cost us. And it's kind of been beaten into them. You know, I think a lot of times you got to train these these kids, you know, almost like you're, you're training a dog where like it's got to be immediate punishment, immediate consequences. They got to learn that lesson right away. You drop a ball in practice, you're getting punished right now. Get out. You know, you, you make a mental mistake in practice, you're getting punished right now. Get out. Not after practice, not later. There's immediate consequences consequences because in the game if you drop a football you know the drive's over or it's second and ten or it's it's a drop and it's a pick whatever that is there's immediate consequences for it in the game so there's got to be immediate consequences for it in practice and then you know again once you start going like if it's one of your best players he drops a ball you realize after three months obviously he didn't mean to drop the ball it happens and you don't have to kill the kid right then um but but that tone needs to be set early and i feel very comfortable and very confident in in kind of the culture we've built in the offensive of skill positions, and, and and I'm very confident in these guys to rise to the challenge uh, because of that. You know, starting off practice with tire tugs rather than going right into indie and doing ball drills or working on skills, you start off with something competitive, a tug of war. You know, you know, a really competitive race. Uh, we love to tug tires one on one. You you tug a tire and just try and drag the person ten yards. Uh, things like that that you know don't necessarily equate to on field skills. But they build a mentality and, and they build an expectation for how you're going to compete for the rest of the day. And I think if there's anything that we've changed in this program that, that has helped us improve our record so much, it's that culture. It's that culture of toughness, that culture of, of being focused no matter what. And, and that's really what's helped our team grow up. You know, if you've listened to this podcast, like I, I talk all the time about how I feel like we're really a mature football team now compared to what we were, you know, even three, four weeks ago. I think we've matured a lot, but especially since, since you know, May and, and June, July, when I first got here. We're, we're light years ahead of there. And I think, uh, you know, I, I really respect the job that we did as coaches and how hard we work to set the tone every day. But that 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 doesn't matter if you don't have great players who, who are great kids and buy into that and come in excited every day to compete and almost look forward to getting their ass whooped. You know, like you have to understand that, that the punishment, that the conditioning, that practice needs to be hard to prepare you for these moments right here. For this playoff game, this playoff run we're about to go on, practice had to be grueling in June and July to set that mindset and, and, and build this, this mentality that is going to carry us to a state championship. And I feel great about it. And I think that is what we're hanging our hat on right now. Um, we talk about shopping, you know, just, just hitting that same spot. If you were to cut down a tree, you got to hit that same spot on the tree over and over and over and over. And you don't stop. You don't, you don't look for somewhere else on the tree to hit. You just hit that spot and hit that spot and hit that spot until the tree falls down. And that's kind of been our, our mentality that, that Coach Teal set for the team. Just 
you know, no matter what happens in the game, if, if we go three and out, if, if they score a touchdown, if we turn the ball over, whatever it is, don't lose focus. Just keep hitting that spot. Keep hitting that spot. And we are we believe that we're so tough that if we do that and we stay focused, we stay disciplined, our breaking point will be greater than theirs will. They will break first and then a big play will change the game and, and we're going to find a way to win as long as we stay focused, as long as we keep chopping and keep hitting that spot. Uh, so that's my thought for the day. That's kind of the, the message I'm going to deliver to the kids before the game, that we've earned the right to be here. We've earned the right to be confident because of the work we put in, because of the culture we've established, because of the mentality we have. Now just chop. Now just stay focused for 48 minutes. Keep your eye on the prize and just keep chopping. Keep punching them in the mouth. Keep punching them in the mouth. And eventually they're going to fold and, and we're going to be 1-0 in the playoffs, ready to play you know our, our second round game next week. Uh, so, so that's the mindset. I'm excited for this. I could not be more excited for this game. And I think we're going to rock tonight. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to update you guys on Monday, hopefully with some good news. Uh, so that's all I got. Coach Liebs, episode 44 of Coach Talk, game day on the mind. I will see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Peace. Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. Nope. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. Oh, they wow. used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. Through yeah, my head. they used to never want to see my town. I, I, I got them coming to the east side now. Where they at? In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line now. Oh. Running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop. <laughs>